Hey guys, what's up? I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We all have those weight hold up moments in life. Those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. And when we're not chatting with a guest, Jess and I will dig into the latest weight hold up moments happening in politics and pop culture. You're listening to Weight Hold, hold Up. up. How's it going? Welcome to the pod. We're so excited to have you guys joining us today. We don't have a guest, but we do have some very exciting and crazy and interesting topics that Yarel and I are going to get into. Very important topics for sure. Um, And lots of things that have been happening. I feel like every week something crazy happens or something outrageous happens and I'm like, that's going to be my moment this week. Yes. And then it's Wednesday. And something else happens. I know. Poor, poor, <laughs> poor Monday. Every Any idea that comes up on Monday that's like, that's going to be my weight holds up moment of the week gets right. completely forgotten. Yeah. Sorry, Monday. Sorry. Sorry, Monday. You're screwed. <laughs> and right now, I think the weight holds up moment that we're going to start with is actually breaking news that is happening as we're recording on Sunday afternoon. And that is the church shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas. I think the latest news is what, like 27 people have been killed, 20 something people have been injured. And I feel like those numbers are going to change as, you know, more More information information Mm -hmm. comes um, out. And as we learn more about it, because literally this has this just happened this morning. Um, And it's crazy enough, Jess, like for everyone that's listening, uh, you and I, you know, we we check in on Sunday. We kind of go over what we want to talk about in the moments. I mean, during the week, we bombard each other on the side. (laughs) But it literally was we got the news as we were prepping. So this is like breaking news for us right now. Right. And it's just so devastating. It's so sad to see this. I mean, any any mass shooting right from Texas, from Vegas, that was a shooting, what, like a month and a few days ago to what happened in New York earlier this week. It feels like we it's just constantly happening. You know, what is going on? It's scary because I was with a friend today um, and we were out at a farmer's market and her and I were literally talking about that sense of she was going somewhere and that thought of, ooh, do I want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, I, it was um, the Halloween parade in West Hollywood. It's a really big parade, and I've never been, but she right. was going to go to this parade, and she was like, there was a sense of fear that I felt before I went to that parade mm-hmm. about being in this place where there's going to be a bunch of people, and some psycho can literally come and do some damage to us and the same thought comes to you know when we think about music festivals when you think about vegas but it is like this is becoming too common yeah it's becoming so real in a place of worship like i mean we had the dylan roof thing happen and that was a clearly a clearly a hate crime and motivated by hate and now we don't know the circumstance of who this killer is and why they chose this church but it's like there's nowhere that's safe Right. So what we know about it, though, is that uh, it's this small town, Sutherland Springs, which is about 30 miles east of San Antonio. It's really I mean, if you think about an area, oh, people say it's it's just far. No, it's really close to San Antonio. It's like talking about L.A. and I don't know, um, Palmdale here, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of how far it is. It's not that far. 
Right. It's, it's not that far. It is a small town. And uh, something that we saw earlier as well, the the numbers coming in. Yeah. A town of less than a thousand people living there. So they all know each other. Right. You know, they're all connected to each other. If the numbers are already saying that it's more than 20 people dead, more than 20 people injured, there was a huge number of people at this place. Right. Um, earlier, too, ABC was saying that they had Sunday school prior to service. Mm. So Sunday school, meaning there was children. Well, and I as a children are among the dead. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you believe it? It's like we're talking about something that is just so real and so sad, so devastating that it's obviously the reports that are coming in are going to be it's, are going to be giving us more information. But obviously, it's such a small community. So can you imagine like what's what what is going to be left of this community and the impact that it's going to cause on them? Th- that's Insane. the thing. It's like you you can't. And there's this there's this sense of feeling like not that we're desensitized, but that this news is becoming way too common. Right. That we're hearing stories of people shooting people, people harming and maiming. And, and it's like we like this inhumanity that is being mm. lived out on a constant mm. basis. And. Obviously, politicians are responding and we're hearing a lot of pray for Texas, pray for Texas, pray for Texas. And I have to say, as someone who grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. um, it it grinds my gears (laughs) um, for the first response. And I believe in prayer. I believe in prayer 100 percent. But I believe that you can't simply pray. Um, One of my favorite reporters, Dre Reed, she tweeted about. How she's like, yes, pray, but the Bible specifically says faith, faith without works is dead. And that is a, that is completely the point at this point. It's like yeah. people are tired of hearing, let's pray, let's pray, mm. let's pray. And not prayers do anything for Vegas, about it. Prayers for right. Texas, prayer for, yeah. Because every single politician who's saying, I'm going to just pray, but not do anything about gun control, not do anything about the fact that people can take a gun and turn it basically into a machine gun that ca- that they don't have to stop and reload a clip and that they can kill multiple people right. at one time until we are doing something about that then your prayers don't mean anything what it what trump this morning texting or um tweeting about like may god be with the people of texas like yeah god's the only person that apparently is going to be with the people of texas because trump sure as hell is not going to stand paul up ryan is it paul ryan is not ted cruz mitch mcconnell none of these dudes who are in the pockets of the nra are going to stand up and do anything Anything. but yet right right after the terrorist attack um in new york this past week the first thing that trump said was we're gonna we're gonna ramp up our extreme vetting into this country yeah no more residential visas for anybody it's like okay so why don't we do we this it's been a month and a few days from vegas which was an awful tragedy and we it's like the conversation doesn't happen as quickly as if it was a terrorist attack. I, I just baffles me as well to see like, oh, well, we're waiting to see what this man is. Reports already say, and an NBC reported this morning, of people that were there at the church saying it was a white male by himself that came in with an automatic weapon mm. and started just shooting people. So the idea of automatically saying, well, nobody has, you know, declared responsibility. Well, how about we just not even dwell into like, oh, it's going to be terrorism and think of it of of what it's been for years that we've had mass shootings in this country. And like, okay, it's an act of of yeah, it is an act of terrorism. Call it what it is. But interior terrorism, it doesn't have anything to do with a group 
you know, uh, an extremist group, you know, claiming responsibility right. for it. No, it's it's happening here within our country and right. it's our people. Like, come on. That's the thing is that this administration is so concerned with we're going to defeat ISIS that they do not want to confront white terrorism, right. homegrown terrorism. And I really do hope that every single person in the media claim talks about this person as a terrorist because if you are going into uh, someone's home, into someone's place of worship, into a place where someone feels comfort and you are Safe. slaughtering them. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a slaughter. Right. Then you are terrorizing a community. Absolutely. You are exhibiting hatred. So I'm really, you know, and, and that was the problem with the Vegas massacre. It was that this guy, all of a sudden they're like, Oh, well, he really enjoys country music and he enjoys oh. this. And they just humanized yeah. him to the point of like, we okay. don't give anybody, any brown person. Oh, no. We don't no. never, we never give a brown person that opportunity to, to, to connect with their human right. side. Even if we kill it, if a teenager is killed in the street, it's all about, well, he did weed. But if it's a white man, we're yeah. always looking for a way well, to Well, I mean, you, that's so important because just this morning we were looking at an article that was saying Stephen Paddock, the shooter in Vegas, oh, he had been depressed for years because, he, because he's, he'd lost a lot of money. Oh, okay. So that that takes the <laughs> that, that takes away that excuses it? him, no. right? Like it's like let's just no. It it is what it is. Uh, they were uh, interviewing a, a, ten, a Texas congressman Vicente Gonzalez, and he reported to MSNBC um, all these details, which is it's, it's really crazy because he reported all these details, and then you know it's like everybody's like no the FBI the FBI is coming in. There's like twenty helicopters on the scene dropping off FBI agents because. Why? They want to take control over the scene, right? But he said, he's like, apparently the shooter, and this is what he said, apparently the shooter was not from the area. He was from outside of that area. And he added that based on what he knew, he did not believe the incident was related to terrorism, but was some kind of other incident that has to do with the church or the community. This community is a rural community, very conservative, mostly farmers and ranchers in people who work out in the oil and the gas patches. Hmm. Wow. How crazy is that? And then another woman who works at a gas station nearby, a block away, said that she heard a semi-automatic gunfire. And that's what was really crazy. Because if we think about it, Texas is a very, yeah, it's a very conservative state, but everybody owns a guns in, Tex in Texas. Yeah. Everybody owns not just one gun, right? A few. So, but they 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 can automatically identify when it's one gunshot, and you have to pull the trigger again, and it's few a few seconds later, there's another one. A semi-automatic weapon sounds like death. It sounds scary. It sounds you know what it is. It's it's bullets coming out of this weapon at like you know at crazy amount of speed. <laughs> speed. Yeah. So obviously that's how we can. That's why. When we see that, it, when we see that, it's like, of course, there's, I mean, you're talking about 50, more than 50 people just injured, mm -hmm. you know, and, and with one weapon. I'm like, and, you know, I, this whole idea too, Jess, about like gun control and saying, you know, we had a, an interesting chat with someone at, at work the other day about like the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. And it's like people that are about gun control, we're not saying get rid of the Second Amendment. Right. It's not about getting rid of the Second Amendment. It's, it's about the control. Why is you want to own a gun? Sure, own the gun because you feel it's your right and you want to feel protected. But it's another another idea to like own 
a, a weapon that's used in in war. Uh, in war. In like I mean, what do you need that exactly? For? We're not we're not in a civil war in this country. No. I mean, you know that I, we, well, we know of, we, that mean. we know of. I mean, <laughs> no, it's true. It's like the idea, for example, of legalizing um, uh, what are they called? Silencers. Like, yeah. Why do we need to have those? Exactly. Who, who are you sneaking up on? Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on? Who do you who do you need the surprise? Boom. Boom. This is not that's not a, that's not a surprise party. Yeah. That's Come not the now. country that we we are living in or that we're protecting exactly. or that we are advocating for. No, I'm like so. Th- I feel like now more than ever. It's and and we say this all the time, which which is awful. Okay. Yeah. Pr- exactly. Prayers to everybody. All right. Let's talk about what we can do. I guarantee you, Texas is one of the most uh, open state when it comes to mm-hmm. not having gun control own whatever the heck you want right. when it comes to gun oh these the blocks that cover the gun oh the silencers yeah that's a great idea N- hello guys you guys this just happened right I mean yeah. are, are you go- you've got to be kidding me and at what point does someone's mind change you know, I would say, guys, there's some really interested information that we're not going to dive into just because we don't have the time. But there's really information, right. really good information about how the NRA started, got involved with the Second Amendment. Because right. honestly, the Second Amendment used to be mostly about protecting hunters. Yes. And yes. I think it's really something worth looking up and doing some research on or even just like watching like a 10 minute clip on like YouTube to find out how the second amendment got so politicized and how the NRA really started brainwashing a community of gun owners into thinking that the government was trying to take away their right to own guns because you can own a gun and be a responsible gun owner, but I don't know why the NRA is fighting so back so hard against background checks, against sil- against the you know people not wanting to have silencers be available to the general public, against the ability to convert a gun into an automatic weapon. Right. Um, there are just a lot of things that it, it just seems too extreme, and I also am I'm surprised by anyone who's not seeing through the Republican bullshit of i'm going to use an obvious terrorist attack to talk about extreme vetting and the people that we're letting into this country but when like we're talking about the guy in vegas who killed over 50 people and injured over 500 mm-hmm. americans that then the white house at the time was saying it's really not the time to politicize something yeah it's like yeah. are we gonna stop looking through it's, their it's so bullshit fu- of it's trying like to push ridiculously their own funny you know you're like you want to get pissed because you're like are you kidding me mm-hmm. and then you're like you guys are just being extremely ridiculous right now right like this is not the time no this is the perfect time to talk about it and to put some laws into action right um and changing the narrative in and of itself for future generations and stop these mass shootings yes um th- you know another another note that i just saw right now too on cnn is that you know the shooter was killed after a brief chase uh into the neighbor uh, neighborhood uh neighboring con- uh, county guadalupe county um, and obviously it wasn't, it, it is unclear whether the shooter was killed or whether he took his own life, right. which, you know, it's another thing. It's, I you know, feel like we're gonna, uh, who knows what information is going right. to come out, but I will say that obviously, you know, we are, I will, it sounds almost weird to say it, but like, yes, our thoughts and prayers Absolutely. are with yeah. the people in Texas, but that also, it doesn't stop there. And I know that. I am Yarela and myself are both the type of people who we will reach out to our representatives and we will hold people accountable. 
And for all of you out there who have an election coming up in your area, there are elections happening this Tuesday all across the United States. Um, I know one that I've heard a lot about is the governor race in Virginia. I think it's really important for you if you know that there's a election coming up on Tuesday to look who is supported by the NRA. And if you want to do more than pray, well, I totally support you praying, but I also will say vote and find someone who does not support the NRA and put, you know, your vote behind that person. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, for sure, our our thoughts and prayers, but like the Bible says, let's make these, let's do something about it. Absolutely. So moving on. So a little bit of a lighter topic. Yes. Let's talk about love and the complications of love. Yes, yes. Uh, You know that's a topic that we can all relate to. Oh, for (laughs) sure. So there has been rumors that Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber are back together. Yes. And I saw some pictures. And honestly, with such a crazy political time, I sort of hate picking, um, like opening the gossipy articles because I'm like, yeah. that's not important. But then yeah. every now and then I'm like, I need to take a break and I need to step back. And that right, is right. important. Guilty, yeah, some guilty pleasure here and just what's going on. <laughs> exactly. So it's it reported that her and The Weeknd have broken up. And basically that after Selena Gomez over the summer, if you, in case you guys don't follow her like I do, um, yeah. she had a kidney transplant because mm-hmm. she suffers from lupus. And basically she was having severe kidney failure and arthritis and all of these issues going on, um, which is really scary because she's 25 years old. Right. Like, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. And her best friend, Francia Reisa, who's an actress, she turns out to have been a match for mm. Selena. So they, she gave her kidney to Selena, and over the summer she had this kidney transplant. And it's reported that that moment of Justin being like, oh, my gosh, this girl, the love of my life could have died, and mm. I'm over here doing my own thing. Yeah. And he was, like, working to woo her and get her back. So right. mm, I feel like if that's the case, we're going to hear it in, like, the hey, weekend's hey, hey. music. Right. <laughs> There's gonna the next next year. There's gonna be three huge albums: The Weeknd, Selena, and Justin. And I mean, uh, and every, then everything happened too with like, oh, them being together, them coming together, right? Like, I'm sure he, I'm assuming he reached out, and you know, how are you doing? But then there's photos like last week of them at church, yes, and then them riding bikes together, them having coffee, and they're so adorable. I I don't like to give in to that either. You're team Jelena. I'm so Team Jelena right oh now. My- <laughs> I know. And I, I feel like when they were dating, I was a little bit like, girl, I don't know. You, they're both are so young, you know, their careers are starting off. And she seems like such a cool, genuine girl. And, you know, he's like doing his thing. But I see these photos of them like, you know, kind of kicking their feet together and riding bikes. And she seems so happy yeah. and he looks so happy. And then this past weekend as well, they were also together at church again. So uh, I'm just like kind of back here rooting for them. Like, I really hope this whatever happens to their relationship. Right. Because we have all been there with that ex-boyfriend or Mm ex-relationship that we sometimes just can't let go of. And we just 
the universe and life brings us back together for some reason, whether we like it or we don't. Right. And we can, you want to do our lives and we want to continue to do our thing. But there's something about that relationship that you just have this energy no and you. can't say no to. And even if you go grab coffee, sparks fly. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, let's go to church and sparks fly again. So Especially when you throw Jesus in the mix. All of a sudden. All of like a sudden you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's. And then they come out of church and they're both like glowing. Uh-huh. And you're like, maybe it's it's the it's that relationship that there's always like a time and place for it. And back then it wasn't a good time and place for right. either of them because he had a lot of growing up to do. Right. And she had a lot of things to do as well. I'm like, maybe right now it's a good time, even if nothing ha- comes of it. Maybe it's just them it's a good time for them to be in each other's lives to support each other you know yeah to be a good friend to each other maybe it's that maybe it's no maybe it's that they're meant to be together <laughs> you know i i will say there's got to be something about i've and i've always said this growing up in the public eye has got to be the worst oh yeah i would have hated if my first heartbreak was blasted yeah. across every yeah. single tabloid my and that's a ex- kiss can you believe and that? that's exactly what happened or just yeah. people like wanting to know like did he take your virginity? Like right. that's like the the most personal information yeah. and people being all up in your business and and feeling entitled to know to know right yeah. like and they, to like, comment and to say things and, and to, to feel blast a sense of you ownership on, right like we own you and exactly it's, it, and and so I totally can see why there's a sense of familiarity and there's a sense of comfort yeah um. And none of us obviously know what their relationship is really like behind closed doors. I think that they both have done a lot of growing up. I think that Justin has totally recognized um, a lot of his past mistakes. And But we also have to like, give these people their space because of the fact that if you are a teenager or and, and, and all of a sudden the world is given to you, which is exactly what happened to Justin Bieber, you know, and because mm-hmm. I know that he gets a lot of shit because people are like, oh, he's 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 immature. Or he's he's yeah. too cocky or he's this, he's that. And right. it's just like, but yeah, like, there was no breaks. Literally, it yeah. was literally like the world is yours. You can and have. Right. You want. And, and even her, like they both. I mean, because I know she started even she with like Barney, Disney. right? Like yeah. Barney mm-hmm. and then Disney and then boom, Selena Gomez. And he was found on YouTube when he was like a kid. Yeah. I mean, like, sure. I don't know, I 10 like or something like that, 12. So, yeah, they, they've never, they can never go anywhere without something, someone following them, people knowing, wanting to know everything about them. Things get misconstrued. Things, you know, are misunderstood from things. And then they're trying, as it is, you know, I feel like us as women, it's so hard for to find ourselves, our identity, what we want in life. And then it's there's cameras and then there's Instagram and everybody following you and wanting and feeling like they can comment on anything yeah. and everything that you do. So I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot soft little spot for Justin Bieber. I mean, I'm not like a, I don't have like Bieber fever, <laughs> but I do. But his last album was amazing. Yeah. And then you hear the kid perform live or do all these crazy things live and you're like, Okay, Justin, you know what? I give it to you. You are talented. He is super you talented. You are talented and mad props for everything that you're doing. And, I mean, even, like, there was a post he had, and he said, he's like, you know, I'm a white Canadian, so I can't really relate to the African-American experience. 
but I must say that I, you know, with like Black Lives Matter mm, and like all I these athletes. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I give it to him for doing these things because yeah. he has taken a stand with a lot. I mean, even even the fact that he heard Despacito and he's like, yo, I got I got I got to be on this on this joint. You know, I like it. even him. Like, I feel like hearing these things and, and giving them a space for for hi, for his own for his own audience. You know? Actually, for me, you didn't I, like Justin, it. Justin lost me with the Despacito no thing way. because every time that he performs it live, or at least like mm-hmm. there were a few instances mm-hmm. where he then mocked the Spanish language and didn't know the lyrics to the what? song, so he was like burrito, burrito, pa, 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 and like, and just completely, he was like blah 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 blah, like just like. And for me, oh, uh-uh. that was when I was that because I'm like, why do I feel like I was really salty towards Justin Bieber recently? Uh-huh. And when you're saying like uh-huh. this stuff, people think like, oh, that's why. Because I felt like he had completely like no appreciation for the culture, no appreciation for the for Luis Fonsi or Daddy Yankee. Right. And it was not a Justin Yo, Bieber made that. this song massive because it was already a massive song right. and then he came on it. Yeah. But it was like at that point, I was like, you need to show some respect right. to the, for the Spanish sure. language, for the Spanish, for the mm-hmm. people. And so I'm just hoping. Hey, I didn't know he, that. Yeah. Justin. So, so Justin, Justin we're, ho- we're holding you accountable. And right. um, we can all make mistakes. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to kick your ass to the curb permanently. Yeah. Although I, I must say, though, I did. I The reason why I mentioned it was because I did read that he heard the song mm-hmm. somewhere and he was like, yo, this is a cool jam. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be on it. And he never likes to be on anybody's like he doesn't like to be featured on anybody's tracks. Mm. So that's why I was like, ooh, that was dope of him to even, you know, find these things. But yeah, that him like mocking the song right. or even people. I, I must say that, too, as well. When people were saying like, oh, Justin Bieber's song just hit. And I, I literally blasted them on 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 Insta- on Twitter. Someone I don't know who posted it. And I'm like, it's not Justin's song. Right. It's right, Luis right. Fonsi's song. Yes. Daddy Yankee's featured on the song. And then on another feature, they invited Bieber. So right. let's get it clear. This is a Fonsi song. That's his jam. But so if Justin wants to do another Spanish right. English collab <laughs> in the future, I just hope that he approaches it with right. a lot more respect and humility yeah. and does a little bit more research and right. at least have the decency of knowing the lyrics yeah. of your part on a song. Bro. And maybe Selena there. And Selena, Selena can, you, know, you know, you know, have both, that they can both take Spanish yeah. classes together. Yeah, Selena, like make sure you school him on some stuff. <laughs> this yes. is not this is not cool for for the Latino community at all. No, <laughs> but we'll be um. We'll be keeping an eye on them. Yeah. I think, you know, love is an yeah. interesting thing. And we all sometimes need that person, especially I'm sure. And we know men always need that woman to kind of help them out and help them I'll sort things them out. Mm-hmm. So Selena, put him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> and going from one Selena to the other. Right. Um, the queen. The queen of Tejano music. Yes. Queen she, of queens. The queen of queens. She received finally... Um, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And, yeah. you know, Selena Quintanilla has been, uh, was killed over 22 years ago at this point. It's crazy, right? It's insane. What's really interesting and amazing is that this is someone who, I think at the time, because when she was in her come up, obviously mm-hmm. we were like little kids. And then also we weren't in the regional area that she was um, really big in. And, right. And, and, I think that it's an amazing thing to see how her legacy has lived on right. and how, you know, there's the Mac Selena set that like sold out 
when you think about her getting a wax figure in Madame Tussauds, um, her album sales just continue to do amazing. And all of that, and now this star, it just really goes to show what a genuine, amazing woman she was. And how it can transcend generations. I was at the... Festival de la Flor, which is her festival in Corpus Christi. Uh, was it last year? Last year, and you know, I, I was thinking it was going to be just a small celebration. You know, she has a a statue in Corpus Christi, like in, by the water, where like the movie when mm-hmm. we see like her dancing and doing the washing machine oh, in the yeah. movie. So it's right there, and the festival is right along that area in Corpus. And I'm thinking it's going to be something really, you know, just a small. No, this was like a massive Coachella style concert with. Oh, my gosh. Stages and an area of food and all these things. And like number one artist performing. And I I was doing the story and I remember these little girls like I'm five years old wearing Selena gear, dressed as Selena. And I would ask them like, you know, what what did you like? more about you know oh I loved her her dancing I loved you know her style I loved what she represented for women and she was so proud of who she was and and all these generations that mind you these 10 year olds had they they were born when she had already passed so it wasn't like she they knew they saw her live you know what I mean or they they were part no it's been going generation by generation and it's her legacy her um importance what she left has been just growing even just at the walk of fame there's never been such a big crowd for a star than for selena really yeah more than four thousand people showed up for her star that's amazing so more than any other star so that already tells you like yo if the mac collection sold out before any other collection that mac had ever done like this is what this is what she means this is what she means to the community, I mean, and not even just to the Latino community. I feel like it's b- just been growing and it's been exposed. I mean, her, her sister Suzette, who was there for the mm-hmm. for the star, and her brother AB and her parents and Chris, her her husband. Um, you know, sh- they invited them to a lot of. They invited them to like hip hop shows wow. in the morning to talk about the Selena legacy, comparing her to like the Tupacs, you know, to Biggie, to all these other artists in other feel in right. other genres, and how big they've become after they pass. Yeah. So I mean, props to the Quintanilla family because they continue to you know do all this work to make Selena's you know uh, legacy. Uh, continue on on, live on uh and you know obviously to to all the fans that just we still have just mad love mad love for her it's and you know it's interesting because i've um written a lot of uh selena articles and there are those people every now and then who are who are like oh well like will the parents just stop trying to make money off of their daughter and and you know and they find it distasteful but i think that the parents Mm. I can't imagine what it's like to lose a child. Right. And I think that you have to know that the parents are responding to a demand. Mm -hmm. They're responding to fans that are obsessed with their daughter. Yeah. That are still, her music has lived on her style. It's crazy Mm -hmm. how her fashion sense, and she was also a designer. Like she, Selena was, this is why I, every time I think about her, I'm like, she was so ahead of her time. Yeah. When you think about J-Lo starting a line or Beyonce starting a line. Selena was opening up boutiques in Texas. Yeah. And she was 23 when she was murdered. Right. So the potential of this woman and all that she saw that was possible was in insane. Yeah. And so 
all of the fans and people who are just learning. I mean, I didn't know about Selena until I saw Jennifer Lopez portray her in a movie. Yeah. I'd heard Dreaming of You on the radio. Um, but that 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 was about it. You know, I, at the time I was super young. I had no idea. And so now I've become a fan sort of later in life. And I'm just I, I really wish that I had known more about her when I was younger. But I just imagine that for all these like young brown Latina girls, it was like, right. oh, my gosh, this is someone that I can relate to. And so I feel like for everyone who's just like the family needs to stop no, this yeah. is now a beautiful way of them honoring who their daughter was. And it's so clear and a lot that the fans want, want it. it. And a lot of these things haven't been haven't even been initiated by the family. Like the Selena Mack line, it was a petition. Yeah. And it was other people, other fans like, hey, Mac, how about you start a line for Selena? And Ma Ma Mac being like, well, who's Selena? And it's like. This is who Selena was. Right. You know, or even even I'm sure I wouldn't the Google doodle. Actually, the Google doodle I, too. I read something. Suzette was like, I never even thought about doing a Google doodle for Selena. And she was approached by them. Yeah. So it's I mean, a lot of things as much as we want to say, yeah, the family's obviously getting money from all of this, of course. But it's also just they're not the ones that are buying the albums. They're right. not the ones that are making her still number one. Right. I mean, it's the fans that want it. So it's this the demand that's coming from people who who love her and who still want to see her shine. Totally. So I can't wait to see shine it. Shine on. I shine know. on. I, I usually try to avoid Hollywood, but I will go see. I this will star. go see that one. Yeah, me too. I want to go. <laughs> so the other wait, hold up moment of the week. This one, actually, you brought it up, Jess. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of it's funny how like our minds work because you say something about something and I'm like, oh, my God, I just saw something and I thought about this topic and I think it's genius. And it goes kind of hand in hand with what we do as uh, like daily as journalists and what we have to encounter as women. And go ahead, take it away, because you, you're going to explain it better than I can. <laughs> yes. So I've been trying to like stay super active on my Twitter lately. And just because I feel like that's where you're getting constant news yes. updates and just to hear what's happening on the world. And one of my favorite people in the entire world, Chance the Rapper, Chancy. had retweeted something about a news anchor in mm -hmm. Dallas who was getting body shamed and getting mad hate. And so basically this woman, Jan Shedd, posted a picture of... Uh, by the way, this white woman. This white woman, yes. <laughs> she's, she's, she <laughs> Sorry. Looks, yeah, I'm, no, I, I have just, to drop that. I'm <laughs> looking at this photo of her and I'm like, yes, she's, yes, she's a very <laughs> white woman. No, um, she posted this picture of this beautiful woman on her Facebook and basically wrote this caption. Has anyone seen Channel 8's new morning traffic reporter? Her name is Demetria Obelor, and she's a size 16 or 18 woman in a size 6 dress, and she looks ridiculous. I understand that when I watch Channel 8, I'm going to get biased reporting and political correctness, but clearly they have taken complete leave of their sentence. Uh, I'm sorry, they have taken complete leave of their senses. I'm not going to watch Channel 8 anymore. And so the 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 <laughs> way that like Chance got in on it was because someone had retweeted this and posted like Jan, Jan is, is big, big mad. mad don't be like Jan, <laughs> and Chance wrote big mad. And so if you do a quick Google search of Demetria Obelor and you will see that she is a beautiful curvaceous yes. woman. Yes. And she's got this like really nice curly natural hair and she's got some curves and the photo that this chick Jan posted is of Demetria in what looks like a hot pink fitted dress mm -hmm. now let's just talk about the fact that I have a feeling that Demetria 
could not wear anything to hide her bodacious body, first right. of all. That right. would be appropriate because the only thing that probably could would be a potato sack, yeah. which would not be flattering and which would not be fly. Right. Uh, and so now you're telling this woman, sorry, your body, is th- it makes me uncomfortable, which is and your own damn fault. Yeah. And then even saying like, oh, she's obviously a size six. First of all, she does not look like a size 16 or 18 at all. Right. Like, late Jan, you're wrong with but your measurements. Right. First and, of all. And trying to tell someone like what, just like throwing out a size yeah, anyway. Which is, uh, I, I, I can't with the whole sizes thing in the first place. Yeah. Or like, first of all. And she's, I, I my thing is like. She is so beautiful. Like, just I, I don't know. I don't get this whole obsession with um, America and one body image and like bullying the whole idea of body image and other women. And dude, she's like a, a news anchor. Right. Like as it is, you want to know how much shit we take for what we wear, what don't we wear, what sh- what we should look like, what we should wear. I guarantee you, in Jan's world, that you know, uh, Demetra has to wear a suit completely covered can't show her her curves at all so what is she supposed to wear right it's it's it seems like this woman is intimidated by uh demetria's body like that's just what it is is that your body it i guess it it offends me because it's curvaceous and because i because the problem is is that society interprets curves as sex yeah. And that if you're putting your curves on display, then in some way you're trying to seduce my man or yeah, you're trying yeah, to yeah. seduce the people in my lives and you are selling something. Right. And, you know, um, Demetria, she's 26 years old. She's only been a traffic reporter at this station for about two weeks. And she responded, you know, she's like, I'm not a size 16 or 18, but even if I was for you to try to call out my size like that to hurt me yeah. or discriminate me, discriminate against me, I'm not for that. And that's exactly the point is that, you know, Demetria then posted a video on her Twitter and she's like, listen, I feel like no, my hair is to some people is not professional because she wears her hair natural. She's an African-American woman. She wears her hair natural, natural. curly. And she's like, whatever I'm going to be putting out for you guys, you're not going to like it right. because it is a complete affront to the European beauty standards that yeah. we are taught on a constant basis right. that we have to subscribe to. And so if I'm going to say, If I'm going to walk outside with the body that God gave me, with the hair that God gave me, and I'm going to be unapologetic about it, people are going to call you out because they feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and she even says it. I was born this way. This is I had no choice over my curves, over my hair, over the color of my skin. Like, and it's this thing too, Jess, with which obviously we take a lot with people that are on, you know, or have to do things on air. At least I feel like I see it a lot. In, in my place of work or th- throughout the years that I've been doing this, um, this idea of like what you should look like to be on air, right? right? What you should have, how long your your hair has to be, what color it has to be. You have not, I mean, we talk a lot about even the, the idea of being Latina enough, but now we're talking about like, how, what do we want the people that are on TV to look like? And it's like, what is she, go, what is she supposed to do? Go and lose weight and be a size two? Like, no, I mean, and, and I feel like, and back in the day, or a lot of people, a lot of women do that. I, and, and, yeah. and because of the pressure of having to fit into these stereotypes and these ideals and these boxes of what these, these we should look like. And here comes someone that does not look like your typical news anchor. Mm. She doesn't. She doesn't have short, straight hair. She's not as I zero. She doesn't have an outgoing personality. She's very, you know, boxy. And it's like she isn't. 
And now she's she's and she's not even going to apologize about it. She's going to be who she is. And it, well, let me tell you guys this. This is the new this is the new yes, way of, of yes it's going to be. Diversity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For people exactly. Who don't, who don't, don't fit, fit these, these molds, these molds that we're putting. And, you know, the sad part is that Demetria has experienced this type of right. backlash before and and honestly i'm just gonna call it racism because that's yeah, exactly that's what, what it is. is and that she said that she when she was a traffic reporter in las vegas there was um a viewer who sent her an email that said her natural hairstyle must be hard to clean and smell bad oh and my god it is oh my god it, it and it it somewhat goes back to what we were saying about bieber and selena in the sense that when you are a public figure Mind you, she's not an international pop star, but she is on television. Mm -hmm. And um, when you are put out there, people automatically assume that your humanity is is not there. I feel like like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden that you are someone who they can throw their opinions on and they can throw their assumptions on and that your their hateful words don't matter the same as if I was walking by you in the supermarket because right. I feel like 99% of the time no one's going to say this stuff that they feel comfortable saying in the face yeah on their Facebook or Twitter uh-huh. or whatever yeah. they're behind a screen to someone's face right and so we need to just go back to the very first story that we started this podcast with which is talking about this shooting that took place at a church that stems from hate Jan, you might think that you're different from the shooter, but you are coming from a place of hate, honey. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at another woman and want to judge and criticize her body and then all of a sudden say that you can't watch her newscast because she's not presenting herself the way that you like, then you need to check yourself because it's not yeah. about Demetria. It is 110% about you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Preach it. Say it, honey. And with that, we will end. I know. <laughs> with that note, if there's like, anybody who's like good, a Jess. Jesus who's following Get us, it. I'm like stressed. Yeah, I love it. I love that one. And, um, you know, props to these women. Props to these women that are breaking barriers, that are breaking molds. Demetria, I'm going to hit you up. You need to come to the podcast. Please yes. be our guest. We would love to chat with you when you're in L.A. We'll take a trip to Dallas. If we have to, okay, to go and talk to you so we can continue to inspire and empower younger generations and other and young girls that feel this, you know, this this crazy attack coming from society and the way they look and what they should look like in whatever field they're in. And if you're in a position to not allow this to happen, don't allow it to happen, please. Yes, because we, we need more women like her that look different and that have a great platform of exposure to say these things and do these things and i'm happy that this went viral for because i feel like this will this obviously is some job security for demetria because it's like now you you can't exactly get fired yeah yeah yeah. her her followers are going up get it girl i know exactly and on top of that i just think that this is a, a chance for us really to talk about the sexism and racism that women are experiencing, especially on public platforms. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. let's and keep that dialogue. And don't be yeah exactly. What was her name? The lady Jan Jan Jan. Jan. Don't be a bully. Like that's just feeding into this narrative. Please, I mean, think about what you put on social. Think about what you say about other people. Like as 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 much as you don't think it doesn't compare to these hateful things that are going on, you're feeding into it. Right. You're adding fire. Right. You're adding fuel to the fire. So. Think about what you post. It's funny because I get a lot of stuff on social sometimes where they tag me on photos of other girls that are voluptuous Mm -hmm. and they call me things like, oh, look, you should look like this. You're too anorexic. You're too bull. That's the bullying that I get. 
It's wow. funny. It's weird, right? And I'm like, as much as I'm like, oh, it's that that's messed up on the girl that you're tagging, right? But it uh, to some extent, it does get to you. You're like, well, what the heck am I supposed to look like? You know, if I work out or if I don't, the moment that I gain a few pounds, then you're going to come after me telling me that I'm looking a little thick. Right. And then now it's like, God, you know, you can't make people happy. You can't make people happy. So it's like own who you are. Be proud of those curves, whether you have them or you don't yeah. be proud of you're busting your butt at the gym, trying to get this body that you're working for mad props to you and continue to use these platforms to make sure that these younger generations don't have to, you know, continue to fit into these molds. Exactly. And continue to break and, you know, ceilings and windows and make it, you know, their own. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> the, the quote of the of the week is "Don't be a Jan, y'all." Don't be a Jan, be a Dimitri. That's gonna be yes. like a that's gonna be like a T-shirt. <laughs> I know exactly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we want to hear your feedback on all of these topics. And did you know that we have five stars on iTunes? Ooh. Ooh. Have you yeah. given us a review recently, <laughs> oh lovely viewer? We hope that you too. Please do. Yes. <laughs> we'll give you a shout out next week if you do. <laughs> yeah, we'll start reading some of the reviews on Oh my gosh, the pod. yes. That's a great idea. Subscribe to all our social. Yes, uh, at Wait Holds Up Pod. And then you can also find Yarel and my own accounts there as well. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. See you. Bye. Wait, hold up.